0: for you these three days.
1: You don't understand what I'm saying. May your prayer not even hinder you. I'm telling you this is true. Let it know be that you have prayed and so you think you have, have qualified for it. And that sense of entitlement is what hinders you. For these three days, maintain a posture of help. God, help me. Even as I'm praying, just help. This prayer is a subscription for help. It's not I'm not commanding you to do anything, but help, 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 help. That at the end I will not be wondering what has happened to my life in the past. I will not be looking. It will be convincing that in the past three days God has made something out of my life. I will not be searching to find out. It will be obvious. God help. Have mercy and help. I have journeyed. I have been walking. I have been serving. Format every wrong mentality that I have been serving with. Every wrong spirit. Every wrong. Help. Let this time around. Let my service be accurate. When you pray the way you are praying out loud, it's good. But me, I'm just saying, please, let them, let nobody even be, let it not be that somebody is here actively praying, but is praying miss Something is in the heart, and the solution is just a change, what you are praying. Don't enters, what you are praying. You do not replace what the solution is. And so you will not get wisdom of words, and you miss it. You now you miss the voice that would have spoken to you but because you're you are you already you are so you have gotten the message so much that you have even missed the voice of the spirit trying to tell your heart that inside this message what, what you need to do to receive this message is to repent 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 i want to ask you a question have you not been reading your entire life The secret behind what you were teaching was not that you should go and go and start reading again. The secret is that you know what to read that will even answer in your life. That will now be helping you so that what you read will even transform you. It should help your heart. It should help your heart so that all the reading from tonight will not look like the reading of the former years. It should help the heart. out of men. A kind of service that makes leaders out of men. The kind of service that makes relevant men and women out of ordinary men and women. The kind of service that makes mighty men and women out of ordinary men and women. The kind of service that when God is looking upon a, a people to raise some, he looking he's looking for those with that ca- category of service. Those with that caliber of service, that kind of service,
0: this kind of service, is what we want to look at.
1: So let's see Philippians chapter two, we'll do verse five to eleven. He mm. says, "Let this mind be in you, because." We, we want to see how Jesus followed this same pathway of service unto greatness. You remember that in the scripture that was quoted in the first in the morning session in, the, in leadership part one. He said, for the son of man came not to be ministered unto but to minister he was telling them that if he must be a leader he must not be the kind of leaders of the gentiles that exercise lordship over those on whom they have authority over and so he said he that wants to be the greatest should be the servant and him that wants to be chief should be the uh, the slave and then he now said that me now for example myself i came not to be ministered unto but to minister and the height of it all was to give my life a ransom to many. That is where the understanding came in the first service. That the kind of service the kind of, in the first session that the kind of service that will produce a leader out of you is the kind that will require your life. You will sow your life as a seed towards others being blessed. I'm going to look at the life of Jesus and I'm going to look at the life of somebody we all know. I will, I will I will share a little of what I know about this person also and you will look at it and you will know why that in years to come and in heaven a, a, a great person will be celebrated from an ordinary background and so Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 you understand that this leadership that we are talking about is not a, is not a mysterious something it's, it's a I want to show you a pathway that should you decide to follow servanthood onto leadership you will now know the pathway to walk. So that it's not a mysterious something. It's something that no matter how small, how irrelevant. You remember in in the morning session when I was taking at the beginning of the vision on Berlin. I took you through how that God intended to make an instrument that has teeth out of a worm. It was intentional. Because you get to that place that you are a worm without structure, without strength, without bone. You are almost like fluid, liquid, without form. Irrelevant. And then he will pick you and make you an instrument that has teeth, and his intention is to use you to beat down mountains as chaff and hills down. So you will see that this thing is practical. God can pick you from the dust and use you to represent his purposes on this campus in the chapel in, in the church. And irrespective of whether you are remember, we are talking about leaders, it doesn't matter whether you are a position holder or not likewise you that God has given grace to be a position holder it means you already have a platform and you don't have an excuse and so let's see the life of Jesus Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 let this mind be in you which was also so it started from a mind it started from a mentality you that you you know humility is not in the action I hope you know that oh how many of you know that humility is not in the action humility is in the heart it doesn't matter whether you bow down to greet everyone. I can descend pride in you. It's not in the action; it's in the heart. So even brokenness and servanthood is not in the carrying speaker on your head. For even a man can decide to carry this speaker, and as a show that he is hard working, and that is already spiritual pride. For it is in the heart. That's why the Bible was speaking. He said it is a broken and a contrite spirit that is before God of great price and honorment, not the, the the eloquence and the physical attributes. That's why the Bible always tell you that in the kingdom of God, the way things are measured is not the way things are measured here. That's why he took three chapters of Matthew 5-8 to eight, to explain to them the kingdom of God. He said, now listen, the kingdom of God is like unto this. He began, blessed are this one, blessed are this one. If you study in your Bible, if it's an original Bible, in Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 8, it's in red letters. That is Jesus' ever first public teaching. And what he came to do was to teach them about how things are done in this kingdom. It's not like the way you decide that you are. He was telling the blessed are the poor in heart, for they shall see God. It will not be the man with spiritual sacrifices. It will be the one that is empty. At the end of all the spiritual sacrifice, it will reduce him to a place of emptiness. We will produce a subsequent hunger for more. That at the end of all of this exercise, if they add everything, it is nothing before you. So I am still poor. Have mercy. That is the one that will see God. That is why you can go on a 21 days prayer and fasting, and you only have revelation of which is, you will see the face of God. Blessed are the poor in spirit. He will not tell you immediately after that that blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Because when you have gotten to that place of spiritual poverty, it will not make you hunger and thirst for more. That's why he said in Revelation chapter 3 in the church in this. He said, Everyone knows you that you are wearing fine clothes, but you are naked. You are naked in the physical world, you are rich, but from the way I'm looking at you, from where I'm sitting, you are very poor. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, and then the next is blessed are they that hunger and thirst. So after all of the mightiness that you have done in the secret, it reduces you to a place of more hunger. You know, The more you pray, the more you realize that you are useless without God. He said, that one, that boy, in the physical world out there, if you study for eight hours, you should come out and show everybody that you have read. But in this kingdom that Jesus introduced to us in Matthew chapter 5 to 8, when you are finished studying, you come back and lie down and say sir everything that i studied is nonsense if you don't help me. and so the language of the kingdom man is help me god at the end of it all help and so my point is this let this mind be in you that was in christ Jesus. it will start from a position of a mentality of a mentality that in this kingdom things are judged differently things are looked upon differently John the Baptist is said by Christ to be. He said that so many of you know Elijah, so many of you know Moses, so many of you know Isaiah but no. He said John the Baptist was greater than each and every one of these ones. There was no prophet greater than John the Baptist. It is the same John the Baptist that is recorded that John the Baptist did no miracle. Ooh, I thought a man that was the greatest should be a man that if if Elijah did seven miracles and Elisha did fourteen, the greatest should do fourteen squared. But John the Baptist, a man with no miracle to his name, a man who lived and died at the at the end of his death, even doubted the life that he lived. Such a man, Christ now said in heaven, the way we used to measure people is the greatest. It should make you know that at the end of every service. Say, God, if you don't have mercy, you maybe one day some of you should pray a prayer and say, God, show me myself in the spirit, just show me, show me small of myself service in the spirit. The humility will be not that's why I say humility is a thing of the heart. Maybe I'm giving you something I prayed and oh, you, you, the next altar call, you will come out when you see when that scripture said our righteousness is as filthy rats, you thought it is. Hyperbola, that he spoke. You even see that he will show you your righteousness and show you the one God helped you. You you wake up and you go back on your knees again. Help me. So let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. He now started mentioning the characteristics of that mind. Let's see verse 6. And he said who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Now this man is God, but to him, for the sake of the life that he has been given to live, he chose not to be. Because some of the things I'm going to show to you is a lot of people now, already in their mindset, in their service, have already elevated themselves into spiritual hierarchy. I mean, I don't know where that revelation is coming from. You hear someone say, I'm not your mate in the spirit. How did you know? Are you the one that created him in the spirit? Because you will understand that, like I shared in, in the morning session, that a pastor was moving around calling himself Jew, and the sustainer of the church in the physical realm was an old woman. How did you know who you are? He he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But what did he do? He decided to make himself of no reputation before God can make anything out of you, I said it on Tuesday Bible study night, that you, first of all, you must make yourself nothing. Before God can make you something, you must make yourself. You must reduce yourself to nothing. So he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself what form? Come on, guys. What form? I said I'm, I'm speaking to you on pathways of service that produces leadership. He made himself took off every form that Jesus had an option of taking. This is the form of He had an option of being an overseer. He took this one. He had an option of being an apostle. Jesus took this one. He had an option of being a bishop. He took this one. So that is why when he was telling the disciples, he said, if you must be a leader here, you must serve. He was telling them what he has done. I'm not telling you script. Uh, I'm not telling you cunningly devised verbs. I'm telling you what me I did. That me being here in the midst of you, I decided not to be minister. To I came to minister, and the highest form of ministry I'm doing is I'm giving my life as ransom. He took upon himself the form of a servant. If you understand this teaching. You understand why the introduction of every of Pauline's epistles to the diverse congregation started with Paul, an apostle of God and a slave unto Jesus Christ. That's another man who took upon himself the form of a servant. His testimony is in Philippians chapter 3. You don't believe me. He started with Jesus. He opened to the next chapter. He now wrote his own. He's trying to tell you that this pathway is real. Nobody can get to greatness outside this route. You will never pray alone will not take you there. Fasting alone will not take you there. This is it. that your prayer and fasting you must bring it under as a service unto God as a servant. Paul said, "I was I persecuted it without comparison in terms of Jewish law. Top in terms of sin, they will look at me and say." Okay, we got cap for your sin. He was the best in everything. But I counted them all as dumb and took upon myself the form of a servant, and I sought to know one thing and one thing among you: nothing else save Christ. Was. So let's continue. He said, "Took upon himself the form of a servant that was made in the likeness of men. And he, when he was now found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death." Even the death of the cross. Wherefore? Tell your neighbor, wherefore? No, because all of us here, the purpose of this teaching is that a time will come in your life that they will say, wherefore? We'll get to a time in, your, in a season of your life. Wherefore is like, in conclusion, we'll now get to that place. At the end of your thing, serving God in chapel of praise, we'll, everybody will look at you and say, in conclusion, even when you leave this place and go to where you are going. After like 20 years, that's what I was trying to tell them on prevalent Everybody would just say, now from what we have seen, in conclusion, wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name, which is above every name. Which is what? That's the leadership that he came to take. That was his. That was his purpose. That was his destiny that was waiting for him. It was prepared already that I will give you a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things on earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That was written already concerning Jesus. It was settled that this is what to happen. How be it when he was sent to earth? It was his choice walk in that calling. It means, let me tell you what this means. It is possible that Christ would not have fulfilled destiny. What did I say? I repeat. It is possible. It is possible. He knew that the pathway was the pathway of sabbatry and he chose to take it upon himself. It means therefore that if he had at any point rejected this pathway, he wouldn't have arrived at maybe now you understand why Jesus would say certain things that he said. In John chapter 17, he said, I sanctify myself that ye might be sanctified. Me, I didn't need a need for sanctification. I'm already holy and righteous. But the path where I'm going, where I'm going, the destiny is waiting for me. Maybe you understand what he said to John. He said, suffer it to be so for righteousness sake, baptize me. All these things are not necessary as it were, I came holy, but because have a call to, to drink and a baptism to be baptized with. I wonder if Christ followed this pathway. Me, I wonder how big and your own title that you think you have a better way. That's why I tell young people, I said in your youthful age, find out the right path and start walking. When you hear something say something like, when, you know, God's servant, the chaplain advises you that you should take it because she has gone many years. I've, she, I've heard her say something that I will never forget. And it's in my head like a capsule. He said, when he, he said, when you see an elderly person advise you, most times it's always out of regret. When you hear an elderly person advise you, most times it's always out of personal regret. You can choose to learn from your experience. you can choose to learn from others' experience. My worry is that how many years of life do you have? If all the lessons you want to learn is from your own experience, maybe by 95, that's when you start knowing the right way to think. So this is the life of Christ. How he got into where? The leadership, destiny that God ordained for him. This is the part of Christ. He took upon himself the form of a son. I know of a woman who had a normal life who had a bright who had an expected future who probably had plans for her life too and her destiny i know of a woman who had a business whose business was doing well and who such that had servants i mean employees working under her in her business and of a woman who was already a family and had everything going for her. And then the call of God came. And she had a choice to take it or leave it. And when she came to a place in in seeking for a a better future, such that I will get something that even at old age, I will be able to still get some remuneration, no matter how little. In seeking for that, she didn't know that she was already taking her steps into the calling of God. And then when she took it upon herself, the call of God became obvious. This is why I'm sending you there. When I came to this institution, there was a big name that we were told was the leader of this place that we are gathered. I had stayed for one year before I even heard the name. And every day when something is happening, there's only one person taking the burden and doing everything. And me, I remember those days. I used to wonder, who, the name is still in my head till today, I will not just call it. I wish to wonder, who is this person that we have never seen, that is supposed to be our, our leader in this place? And then, it is later in the years that when I came to begin to know small small of the story of this woman and how that, she, all she wanted was to live a normal life. Get a job, collect your salary, raise your child, and do your normal thing. And then, the call came is a call to servant Is It's a call to suffering. It's a call to persecution. And it's a choice. Will you take upon yourself the form of this servant? It's not now that you people can pray in tongues and we now, do. some stories you people don't hear is when we came in our year one. You people don't hear such stories. You people hear stories, you know, when the chaplain wants to talk, he used to talk about how we used to pray. What of when we didn't even know prayer was a something a believer should be doing? Who used to pray for everybody? This is man I'm telling you. In those days, in year one, we would come. He said, today, we are sitting on the ground to pray. We will sit down on the ground. God had helped us. We, we knew obedience since we came from good homes. But many times, we didn't know why we were praying on the ground. And sometimes, when you finish seven days, you so are saying, you are going 14 days. And you are not, at one point you be thinking, who I offend? What did I do wrong to come to school i only came to school to learn chemical engineering and someone had to upon herself as many times i want to believe she was the only one who understood why she was doing it. how be it she was the only one who did not benefit from what she was doing are you hearing what i'm saying when she would pray and cry and groan for a matriculation is she the one that will be matriculating Oh, if you don't matriculate, what will be her loss? Will they stop her salary that the year one did not matriculate? Oh, in those days, you don't understand what is happening. It can just come and say school has shut down for this week. This week, we are not going to have school. That's what we feel like doing this week. In those days, when you walk on this this street that you are walking by 12 a.m. and 1 a.m. and you are shaking bum, you will walk and you will see spirit beings walking with you. You will run, you will not know where your slippers is physically I don't you don't have to be spiritual to see them we didn't know the things we knew when the Lord helped us But there was someone who was in the backyard paying the price what I'm trying to say is that when you begin to wonder when people's life gets to a certain altitude and you don't understand when you begin to think that it is possible that because as minute as you are, you can thwart the purposes of God. You are you don't realize that it was actually for your own good that you were asked to serve. Because even the person asking you to serve has walked their own path, it's a glory that is remaining now. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Is somebody hearing what I'm saying this evening? There is a pathway you must walk inside this campus, outside this campus, if you that destiny of glory will come. Number one. Number one. That was the nature of this service. Number one. This service must be willing. This service must be willing. First Corinthians 9, verse 16 to
0: 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
0: First Corinthians nine, verse seven.
1: Or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Deuteronomy 28, verse 47 to 48. Your service must be willing. When many times I see people serve grudgingly, my question I want to ask you is who is foreseeing? I'm saying. You know, when people begin to complain that this thing is too much, my question is who is stopping you from stopping? Deuteronomy 28 verse 47. He said, because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness. Oh, 1 Corinthians 9 16 to 17. Let's not jump the gun. Let's take First Corinthians 9. Willingness. 1 Corinthians 9, 16 to 17. That's already point two. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For though I minister in music, I have nothing to glory of. For though I sweep the church, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Here woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Let me explain what, what that scripture means. Has any one of you ever stopped to think where you would have been in Christ in Savior? Can you think? Can you look back into your generations? What were your forefathers? I've said this before. I said so many of us would have been professional DPRs, professionalism more if Christ is saved. So many of us would right now be cutting the hand of a chicken and sprinkling on top of something and telling somebody that this thing will prosper when even us in our foolishness if it could prosper us why are we not prosperous have you seen a chief priest driving in Honda Accord 2022 model coming down to consult the gods if these things could prosper I, I'm wondering why your, your even the, your, the house of your God is in this condition. So many of us, our situation would have been who. Look back on your family. If, 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 if you even knowing Christ, things are like this. No, no. If with the offering you are, you used to give, you are faithfully tight, things are like this. You will not, you if we, we, don't think much. That's why they behave in a certain way. If you realize that it is even a privilege that God used to collect your 200 Naira tithe, the way you give it, your attitude to it will change. Your attitude to it will change. Your 15 Naira offering is what God used to collect at, at at his age with his splendor. You will change your attitude to offering. What? He said, who is me if I preach not the gospel? By this time, Paul has realized that the life I was living before, if I continue. Because the Bible says, he who dies by the sword, who kills the sword will die by the sword." Am I right? It means, therefore, that the destiny of Saul was already established when Saul was going around killing people. One day, they would just gang up and slaughter his neck. He would die. So he said, this saving that God has saved me, And called me to preach the gospel. Who is me? Who is me? This privilege that God has given me to serve. Who is me? So when you don't serve God willingly, it just shows that you are not somebody who thinks. Verse 17, he said, In verse 17, he said, For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. One of the ways I know someone who is serving God willingly, one of the ways I know someone who is grateful to God for the opportunity to serve is in their eagerness. Is in the what? You know, the generation that some of you are raised in is a very good, it's a very packaged generation. I grew up in a house that if they call you and you don't run and come, you have insulted your parents. Is anybody who grew up in that kind of a house? Can I see your hands? <laughs> no, my mom called you, and you now said, Mommy, let me drop what I'm doing. You pay your school fees. Say you want to drop things. As you are dropping, my mom will just tell you, for say we When your service to God is willing, I will see it in your eagerness. This morning when I was coming, me, I was looking for someone to send back. I told the executives on Sunday, I said, I will send you back. It's not, I said I will send, I was looking for someone. I was thinking, it's as if God made sure that I didn't see anybody. Because I will see people sometime to Bible study, sometime to Friday service, sometime to Sunday service, sometime to Sunday school, sometime to. You will see someone walking from the gate. You will be thinking that, is this person going to meet God or is going to meet her boyfriend? Whereas, an exam of 9 a.m., if you are told, if you are not at 8.30, that you will not write by 8 a.m. You know those excuses that used to say you slept over? I know you slept over. You remember you slept over. Have you ever slept over into your exams? Ever. Even when you read till 5 a.m. You now did 30 minutes sleep. Inside that 30 minutes sleep, you'll be dreaming of exams. True, yes. The pointer to a man who is serving God willingly is in the eagerness. It's in the excitement. Do you know what it means to be a privileged carrier of the gospel of God upon campus? To be for God to be able to honor your sacrifice of sweeping his room. Of sweeping his apple. Of sweeping his place. That is why when you sweep, you sweep anyhow. It's because you we have not first of all realized that it is the house of almighty God. At the point, Jesus said to them, he said, if they don't cry out, stones will cry out no Christ was trying to tell them that eh, no man is indispensable as far as the agenda of God is concerned because even God can walk through an unbeliever to accomplish his purposes if at all that is how he desires it if you have understood Isaiah 45 verse 1 you understand that Cyrus was not an Israelite Cyrus was someone from the heathen. and the Lord said I have anointed you Cyrus and your right hand I will hold To to open every two leaf gates and they shall not be shut. I will go before thee and make crooked places to be straight. He was an unbeliever. God is able to suspend the intellect, the reasoning of an unbeliever and allow him to think in the direction that every Friday, me, I'll come and sweep this auditorium just because I want to sweep auditorium. He will not in any way be wise enough to understand that God has just brought him to replace the inefficiency of the one appointed to sweep this place. never. I'm still waiting for that day. The willingness of your service that will produce a leader out of you is the one that runs to serve. Is the one that runs to serve. Some testimonies are consistent with such people. You can only charge them for overdoing. That's their testimony. You overdo your own. For if I serve grudgingly, there is no reward. If I serve complainingly, there is no reward. If I serve with excuses, there is no reward. But if I serve willingly, if it is a thing of excitement, you see, why do you reason that when leaders get into positions, they struggle to trust people with responsibilities. Because they remember the days they used to serve. No, they are still serving, but they remember the day uh, responsibility was not conferred upon them. And they know that this thing you are doing, you are doing it like you are the first to do it. They serve willingly. President. There's nobody that is Jensen. That so that they will not be. I want to be president, so they will not be praying in talks, kapodata, kapodata, so that they will see me. So they will make it in such a way that you 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 see no strata, there is no strata, there is no hierarchy. Everybody does everything. You can come and another day is the president that is in the book stand selling books, so that when you come, if it is God you want to serve, you will serve God we do that to secure genuine hearts. want to see those who are interested in advancing the work of God. And those who are looking for title. Because the the privileges you will get as a president is such that if self was not destroyed, you will be destroyed. For example, the papa has his car. Do Do you now see my point? The papa has a car. They call it papa's car. You, you can decide to you drive in that car to your CDS. You drive in it to your clearance. They, you don't clear with the public. When Papa wants to do clearance, you clear with, this, with the the state coordinator. Calls you to office to clear. That's it's very serious privileges. You don't have a PPA. Your PPA is where you, your PPA is NCCF. You do you don't have it. They will not give you PPA. So it means you don't go anywhere. You have an exclusive room inside the escort mansion. So such privileges cannot be given to a man. Has not overcome flesh. So, one of the ways we know them whose heart is out to serve is that there is no title related. You come and see everybody sweeping. We'll see if you follow us and sweep. And not just sweeping, we'll see who's sweeping willingly. There will be a general prayer for everybody. Then they will now say, We are praying by 5 a.m. for the camp. And if you know the cold of the northern side of Nigeria, by 5 a.m., the last thing you want to do is wake up. You can even feel a form that, Lord, allow me to die till 9 a.m. So by that five a.m., you see how many people do your teeth jamming up and down, coming for that prayer. And in that prayer, nobody's praying for yourself. You are praying that the Lord will present in life. That's when you now start pointing out. You say, this one. Let's interview this one. Let's interview this one. If you want to pretend, you will tire out in two weeks. Maybe, maybe you are hearing me now. You are now saying, no, I'll I know the secret. I give you one week, you will tire out. If it didn't start now, that willingly, you will serve, excited, they serve joyfully. The second pathway is a joyful service. The first one is a willing service. A service that you are not employed. A service that you are the one going and say, Oh, what would you have me do? What The one you gave me, I have exhausted it. Please, leadership of the church, what would you have me do concerning the forthcoming program? What would you have me do? It's a willing service. If I want to give you another characteristic of a willing service, a willing service is always volunteer always assigned. You are the one that goes to say, "Oh, this is in the coffers and in the in the in the we know people don't know do you don't know me 28 verse 47 to 48 so he said that if that because thou serveth not the lord thy god with joyfulness and with gladness of heart with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies can you say god forbid shall thou serve the enemies which who will you send among thee? Who? Who? Can you answer me, please? Who sent for you?
2: The Lord,
1: in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things. The truth is, if you don't serve God joyfully, you serve Satan joyfully. That's 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 what that scripture means. He said, the first one, because. You serve God with joy, with joy, the Lord will bring you to abundance of all things. And then he said in his second one, he said, I will send hunger and test. and in want of all things. In abundance of all things and in want of all things. You must know how to serve. You must know how. Second thing I want to ask. How many of you grew up in a house that if they quarrel you and you frown your face, that you have qualified for a slap? Now, now, now. I mean, you are you they are shouting on you, but you are expected to be smiling and collecting the shout. You know, some things people do in church. I know people that they don't come from a disciplined home. I understand those ones. Some things people do in church, those that come from a disciplined home, they can't do it to their father, they can't do it to their mother, What they will do it to God. How do I know they are doing it to God? They will do it to the representative of God in that church, and they will fear for their life because in malachi is it in malachi or in hagar he said those of you that how to give good gifts to your governor look at the house that i'm living in he said i have cost you i have cost you he said you serve him joyfully i mean not because of circumstance that's not happiness that's what is a fruit of the spirit and that's why i started i said something i said that in your character deficiency it is a fruit of the Spirit that even in the midst where you are being corrected, in your heart, in your heart, I'm not saying the smile on your face, that in your heart you are saying, look at this, This. this look at this one, is correcting me and It's not that one that your face is smiling, your heart is saying, your your heart you are grateful for the person that has cared enough to correct you. In the heart. It's, it's a joyful service that you serve and you gain Thing in your opinion was much. but someone who has gone ahead of you will say that's not how that thing is. And at is not. <laughs> not that point, you know the anointing to look like the pot could water. More people will hold you at that point, and you swear that you'll never, you'll never do everything with your whole heart again in this church. Again. So me, I will now collect half of the heart. You'll now have a hole in the heart so that it will not be whole. God said, Me, I will send against you. Because if serving me is now grudging, it's not a difficult thing. I mean, it should be an exciting thing to serve Jesus. If for no reason he pays to serve Jesus, I speak from my heart. If for no reason, the funny thing these are the same people that they will go to a man's house that has money that one will tell will wash they wash that one will not even tell them they will be washing things they wash everything they wash car wash they wash even the seats that the man sits on they were and at the end of the day the man will come in and do like this and say what's even this and they will start washing it immediately the the man is complaining they started washing again and that's so that as they are going home uncle will give you two thousand that transport is already one five you have only paid one five. it means that if you even stayed in school and used one five to eat it right? because you have spent more than another 1,000 in this trench you used to wash everything but if it is God now you know it is God now God is not around sometimes God is blind so we do anyhow I don't know about you but they have sent me to do something before now I was not angry they, in, at home. They sent me to do something. But the way I was walking to it, they called me not to do it again. No, I, I was sincerely not. Maybe I didn't think well. So, maybe because I, they said don't do They now call another person. Oh dear, if you go ahead and do that, they will beat you and join for doing that thing. They will call another person to go and do it. And for the next 24 hours, you you cannot even look at your mother's face. Serve so God How? 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 You see, the Bible says, Rejoice shall you draw out of the wells of salvation. Isaiah 12, verse 3. The Bible says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah 8, verse 10. The Bible says, Rejoice again. I say, Rejoice forevermore. Is that Philippians 4, verse 19 or 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 19. And he said in Galatians 5, beginning from verse 22, I said, And the fruit of the Spirit Diligence is seen in what? The quality of yourselves. When the Bible said in Proverbs 22, verse 29, it said, See, as thy man diligence in this business shall stand before king and not before mean men. That's what I'm trying to say. When God has been able to prove you in the place of diligence, He can bring you before a king. But if God cannot prove you in the place of diligence, even your kingship prayers will not make you arrive there. Because when you arrive there, you put the name of God to disrepute diligence in service this goes to the place of capacity development we know you see but when you open your mouth to sing you discourage us from joining you or do you help us to flow with you? this goes to the place of your duty if we look at the quality of your delivery do we see attention do we see a man who has put his eye on the work that he's doing or do we see a man whose mind is somewhere else and is trying to finish up a job so they can accomplish that even in the business of ministry yeah i'll see i'll see ministers and they tell them we are taking something that's when we thank god for search option in the bible thank god for google online and i will look at you and i i see why you have so small results in your life because you can teach what you know, but you can only impact what you live. You can teach what you know. You read and you know it. But obviously, impartation is only true that which you know. And that's why if I look at your followers, and I will see the leader's failure. If I come to, if I come to a unit, no disrespect to anybody here. I mean, I mean, I mean the best. If I come to a unit and see disorderliness, I will trace it to the leader. Because no matter how many times you shout, be orderly. If your life is not orderly, nobody will be orderly. If you are not diligent to taking care of your own service delivery, nobody are amongst your ministry Let it be that we have proven you. And we've seen that you are diligent, and your people are not just agreeing to subscribe uh, to it. How to subscribe to it. However, in many cases, if you see a unit disorderly, trace it is orderly to the failures of the leader. Value of the head and the assistant. You are not understanding what I'm. You don't believe me. When, when you cut the head of a chicken, what happens? Oh, okay. Maybe you are getting the point now. I, I, how many of you have killed chicken before? When you cut the head of a chicken, what happens? Everything is cut. Cap- everything. Whenever you see anything, don't cap- know that the head is not there the head has been buried somewhere on the ground. They serve, they pay attention to the things they do. If we come to you a sanctuary keeper, for example, and look at the ground you sweep, will we see a careful attention to the things you are doing? If you are given something to do and your common sense has told you that it should have a deadline, can you produce it before that deadline? If you are given a task to perform, by your unit head, will, will you perform it under no supervision or will your unit head now have to leave what you were supposed to do and follow you to perform the task just for you to do it well? Can you be trusted with the responsibility and the only thing we want to see is the day that you are supposed to return it or should we be following you to everywhere to ensure that you can do it? When you see a man diligent in business, uh, 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 the example the business of serving God, you will see a man that God can entrust with responsibilities. God, God come, say, come! I will send you to Abuja, and I will make your life. I will beautify your life because you have already shown a track record of, God, you know, of diligence to what God has given you to do. I Number mean, three, quickly, he said Hebrews eleven verse six. I used to read this scripture. All of you quote this scripture, He eh? said Hebrews eleven verse six. For he, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For well, whoever coming to God must believe that He is and is that is a rewarder of which calibre of people. Intelligent. Let's take quickly number four: whole-hearted service. Ooh, I love this one. Whole-hearted service. There are very few people who at every point in their life have shown an example of whole-hearted service. Yeah, I'll tell you this one. I will explain the practical example to you. Galatians chapter 3 verse 23 Colossians chapter 3 verse 23 Whatever you do Do it heartily as to the Lord And not unto men Do it heartily Do it heartily Do it heartily As unto the Lord and not unto men Knowing that the Lord He shall receive the reward of the inheritance For it is who you are serving Is the pastor you are serving Right? No, it's your unit head that you are serving. Who are you serving? I don't have time. I will explain what it means to serve the Lord. It's not. It's not saying you are serving Jesus Christ. He said you are serving who? You are serving who? The you are not serving the Savior Christ in this point of service. He has saved you. He has completed his business in that side. Service is your choice. You can be saved and choose not to save. It's your business. If you think you can make it to heaven like that, congratulations. When you come to serve, you are not coming to meet a Savior. You are coming to meet a Lord. That's what sponsored the language of Paul. Paul is a slave of Jesus Christ. When there is a Lord, it means there is a slave. You are coming to meet a Lord. It means therefore that your opinion and your will does not matter. It is this the Lord. Christ. That's why you serve heartily. That's why, a Lord is an honor, an honor, an honor. So what he's saying that you are serving your honor. That's why you do it with your whole heart because the heart, he can off it. He can off the heart. So you serve him heartily. Ooh, you don't understand what I'm saying. Wholehearted service out nothing short of which will God receive Because the life you live is Him that gave you. The life you live is an exchange. He took the wasted and the dead life He would have lived and gave His own. So nothing short of the whole life service will will satisfy you. Nothing short. In Luke, if you see Luke chapter 18, verse 28, Peter said, Us that we have left all, tell our neighbor, left all, tell our neighbor, left all. How about us that has left all? So many people are serving God in this place, but they didn't live all. Let me explain what I mean. hearing what I'm saying. You didn't leave all. That's why you, you travel home where your church has a program. You are not serving here. Sadly, you are not serving there. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. You have not left all serve. In In that side, you have not left this side. In this side, you have not left that side. those of us that are serving you. He said, those of us that left all. Because they were many. They were not 12. I hope you know they were not 12. They were many. He said, amongst all of us, the ones that left everything. Because Jesus has said, everybody will get this one. Everybody will. He had to call us and give us responsibility in the campus fellowship. But the Lord had said, this is why I appointed as your place of service. If you hear that word in this campus, you, my mouth said it. Before PPA, I had a place of service. Yeah. Meanwhile, when they gave me that leadership, they gave someone else the leadership. I'm sorry to say it was an usher in Chapel of Grace. And none of you will know the best. It was an, very dependent from his year one. It was in my department. They give us That the Lord will minister. It was when I told my mother that that she began to tell me the events that surrounded my birth. That's when I knew that this thing, eh, the name I'm bearing, was given to her before I was born. You see, they told her you have named other children, but this one is a covenant I'm making with the world. That's when we heard stories of my birth. That at the end of my birth, eh, all her fallopian tube was cut off. At the, at the at the place, of, it was not possible to bet him. It was a contention. Now she gave birth to two children. One of them was born at home. That's how easy bed she used to have. The, my other sister, the second child, they, she wanted she want she was rushed to the hospital. So the pain was too much. She sat down in the veranda and bedded my other sister. She has never stressed more than thirty minutes to bed. When it came to me, the only, what was needed was her life straight up, the life and the child, such that they had to cut off. Some of our human history. She did family planning by force. Such that my younger brother is a miracle to today. That's why his name, that's what gave him his name. That because they conceived him without a tube. They had given up on having children. They were just enjoying themselves. One day they say he's pregnant. They <laughs> said you are pregnant. He said, How? And that's his name. God was like, for that, for this one that me I will take, I'm giving you another boy. and you have certain discussions that your mother will not even be the one telling you. you. say, hey, so this day has truly come to pass. Truly. Mary said that concerning the things the angel told her, he said, she kept it to herself. She was just observing because Jesus told her, we start down not to be around my father's business in Luke 2, chapter 49, and in was 15, Mary said, the things that happened. That's why in John chapter 2, Mary said, hey, wine has finished. Jesus is here. It's time He said, Woman is not yet my time, he said, no man, anything has to be date. I've watched me for thirty years That's a supernatural child. Anything that should do it. That's why what I'm trying to say is that the leadership God will give you is still it will still have level until serving the Lord Christ. And the Lord Christ, for the sake of others, put a man or a woman over you. It means, therefore, that it is possible that they can tell you not to travel and you don't. Because at that point, the Lord Christ is making a demand on your life. Do you know what he's testing? He wants to know if he's Lord. I know some of you will travel first and go and call. Oh, I travel come back. We'll talk when we come back. body, can we read together? One, two, three, go. go. Departy. Departy. How many times did he say he should depart? Okay, we'll know who he's talking to at the end. Go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh. Who? Who?
1: That is not a suggestion, man of God. If are called to be a vessel of the Lord. Of who? The Lord. If you are called to represent His interest in your unit, purity is not a compromise. You don't have a compromise for purity. Jesus said, For their sakes, I sanctify myself. For their sakes. Because you called me to lead a people, I have decided to purify and sanctify myself. The party. The body, touch no unclean thing. ye that be the vessels of the Lord. People will serve God and come under judgment because of this. I, you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are not hearing what I'm Are you hearing what I'm saying? A life of sanctity. Give me Second Corinthians 7 verse 1. It's a necessity. Second Corinthians 7 verse 1. Corinthians 7 verse one if a man must say having therefore this promise is dearly beloved let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit perfecting holiness if if you want to understand this scripture start from 6 eh, verse 14. He says, be you not only yoked together with unbelievers. but what fellowship and righteousness with unrighteousness? And what coming on hard light in darkness? It means therefore that the Lord is the one that has the authority to choose your friends. I know you are working with unbelievers and you are saying that they will not change you. You're already a church goer. The Lord is saying in this place you can never be you. There is no fellowship between righteousness and unrighteousness. When I look at people, with the caliber of friends some of you work with on campus. And without revelation I can tell you your end it's not the Lord who has said it's the Savior this one he said that he's the Lord for what God called, had Christ with Belial or what part had he that believed with an infinite what agreement has the temple of God with idols by the temple of God I hope you know it's not referring to a physical temple it's referring to you you will see later on for ye are the temple of the living God God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And I will be their God. There are people that God is walking with. There are people that God is walking in. Purity will determine. That's why sometimes people mistake manifestations of power for the approval of God. It's not the same. Manifestations of power walking with them confirming their words with signs and wonders approval of god god walking in them god can walk with you and eh? and you are here and he's at that gate But is work he's backing you up and eh? he's backing you up he's releasing answers to prayers he's releasing grace for you to do whatever you are doing but he's, he's at a very good distance he is supernatural. He can, but there are people that God is working in their inside. How you know is go and touch those ones. Meanwhile, you, you are preaching, miracles are happening, and you are falling sick. You heal someone of headache and carry headache. You cast out an evil spirit and it will oppress you that night. You sleep and you say, Jesus, Jesus,
3: Jesus.
1: And by the fifth time, your voice will now come up. You know, thank you, Jesus, for victory." is walking in them. If you carry God inside you, they they came to press you, but when they saw who you carried, they they look for the next room. That's why some of us, the punishment we are carrying is the fact that our neighbor is very spiritual. So when they go to press and and they are oppressed, when they enter your room, you will swear. They will press, pressing they were supposed to press everybody in the lodge, they will press you that night. Because every other person is serious with their, but purity is, is a concept for you. Talking about purity in heart, I'm talking about purity in mind, I'm talking about purity in, in, in communication. There are some chats that you and you know that you would never in your life and that's why the password in your phone, there is password in your WhatsApp. Inside your WhatsApp, there is one person that is still passworded. Eh? Are you getting what I'm saying? Your SMS is passworded, your your phone gone gone get back. Your your WhatsApp is your SMS is passworded. Then the rest of them, your phone book, you can go and do whatever you like there. My question to you is: No, I'm not saying it's wrong, but why is your WhatsApp password? When you asked me for my phone, what did? I, when you brought it for me to unlock, did I not tell you the password? I mean, it's normal. Everybody knows my password. Carry it. I'm not saying it's wrong to lock your WhatsApp, but what is that? Why the purity in heart? Why is your WhatsApp password? Why is it finger locked you charge your phone in your mother's room, your heart is not at peace. Because you know, one call you need to explain yourself. If your phone rings here, the way you run to go and block it in case mama is around. Okay? The way people run from church, you think rapture has come. They they know they are in too. And at that point, somebody with emoji and symbol that has been attached to the name is calling Like Not because we fear God, but because we don't want someone to see what's going on. Have you left all? Are you serving the Lord Christ? If you are serving the Lord Christ, you will serve Him by standards. It's purity. Second so Timothy 2, verse 19 to 20. Nevertheless, the foundation of the Lord's standard sure. Let him that nameth the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. For in a great house there are many vessels. There are vessels unto honor and vessels unto dishonor. There are vessels of gold, vessels of silver, vessels of wood. Therefore, if a man shall purge himself from all this, he shall be a vessel unto honor and not unto dishonor. Flee also youthful lust and follow out of righteousness, them that call upon the name of the Lord in holiness. That's adding verse 23. The foundation of the Lord standeth sure; It will not be moved for you. If you must name the name of the Lord, you must depart from iniquity. Are you serving God in purity? I said in this session, if the Lord is asking you to repentance, get into repentance now. If judgment happens now and they show us your charts, will you look for a place to hide your face? if your conversations with your best friend are audited on speaker in chapel of praise, will the service scatter? I know of a choir director who gave his phone to be plugged in the media stand for a projection. And what came out was pornography. life sir acquirement. Life, choir director. What play was pornography. Before they will rush, ah, we, we have seen everything. We have seen it. We have
0: seen
2: it.
1: Is quickly at this moment. I wanted to end with two rewards. Number one is that the Lord will give you all-round fulfillment. The Lord will cause you to be fulfilled. The Bible says in Second Chronicles chapter fifteen. Is it beginning from verse two to four? And it said that when they had entered into a covenant to serve the Lord, then the Lord gave them rest round about. The Lord gave them rest round about. Second Chronicles fifteen. Let's do from verse 12. When the Lord has seen your service and He wants to elevate you into a position of authority, He will tell you. And they enter into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart. With how many of their hearts? All their hearts. With all their soul. And verse 13, that whosoever will not seek the Lord should be put to death. Verse 14. The Bible says, And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets. If you read down, you realize that the Lord gave them rest round about. And then verse 15 said, the last line, he said, the Lord gave them rest round about. I have never doubted my destiny and I want to bring you to that same level of assurance tonight. God can settle you all around. He can settle you maritally. He can settle you financially. He can settle you academically. He can settle you in any way that you have ever dreamed. If your decision tonight is to live for him and serve him with all of your heart. The second way God blesses when you serve him is supernatural breakthrough. Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 8 when Jesus was about to preach the Bible says and people were pressing upon him to hear the word of God he now said unto the Peter, he said extend your boat into the shore I want to stand upon your boat and preach when he had finished preaching God will not use your life and waste your life God is not looking for who to use he's looking for who to bless when Peter's mates and colleagues fishermen saw that Peter could not fish Because God had asked for his boat. I'm sure they were laughing at Peter and saying, look at you. When you are supposed to be fishing, they are using your boat for crusade. And So when God, when Jesus finished, he said, Peter, launch into the deep and lay down your net for a drought. He said, we have called all night. He said, it doesn't matter. You have brought your skills to serve me. You have brought your skill under the submission of the Lord. You have used your skill to serve me, not to use your skill as an excuse not to serve me. Now I am going to put grace on your skill. Launch out into the deep. Lay your net on the right side of the fish on the sea. The Bible says they caught a a, such a drought, they caught such a multitude of fishes that they called on others. The way I know that others did not catch anything is because if you are catching something, you won't leave what you are catching to come and help. So those that even went ahead of Peter, they had to come back and help Peter when his breakthrough came. So supernatural breakthrough that is according to service is such that your skills alone will give it to you. But when grace is put upon this skill, you will go far. But first of all, you must leave all. You must leave all. You can rest on your feet in this moment. Is it the Lord Christ that you are serving? Oh, is it the Lord Christ that you are serving? If it is the Lord Christ, let me, let me, let me give you this and then you can begin to pray for yourself. I want to give you this. It is only those who are under commandment that can give commandment. It is only those who are under commandment that can give commandment. It is only those who are under authority that God bestows authority. In life and destiny, if God will make you, you must serve the Lord. He must be able to have total jurisdiction over your life and your times. He must be able to make a demand on all that is yours. He will make a demand on even your future. He should. Uh, the thing is just that God does not want to inconvenience you. Give me 1 John chapter 5 verse 3. When you see God bring you into deep dealings, it's not to punish you, it's to polish you. The commandments of the Lord are not grievous. Never The commandments of God are not grievous. Because he's a loving father. He's not just the creator, but he's a father. And when he gives you commandments, it might look uncomfortable, but because he knows the future and he wants to make you have a bright one. If you serve the Lord God and you give him everything, he will use all of those things back to bless you. And I say this again, I am sure my life is a testimony. God is not looking for who to use. He's looking for who to bless God is not interested in your service is interested in you it is your service that will give him the opportunity to bless you that's why when jesus came he took upon himself the form of a servant he took upon himself the form of a servant can you bow your heads and pray now beginning from your heart that the lord should touch my heart i'm not asking you to bow your heads and mutter under your breath more can you say a prayer Ora va si brabele brune bara vento si Erina prendo che
0: mina te scurra man de bellezza Mina te scuprando berina e si zoaba la prendo bina vesco meno atani indica bendo beta pica prendo vitamina con gesimane ta e precurra bani mateso simanitalina ma che de mennesina brombreken benina tonga Listen to me before you pray that
1: prayer. Great destinies are a consequence of great decisions. Can you put your hands on your chest now? Put your right hand, left hand on your chest. Raise up your right hand to God. Tell Him, Lord, from today, say, Lord. of great prices. I know, I can't hear you, that great destinies are consequences of great decisions. I make a decision tonight. My life will not be a mundane life. I will live with a sense of
3: purpose. I will build with the building of immortality. That even when I am long gone, I will be remembered. I will not stop